Well, now you know, Chiefs Kingdom, the Chiefs are the number two seed in the AFC NFL playoffs. They will have a wild card game. They will host. We're going to get into what the scenarios look like, how this happened, what they can take away from this win against the Denver Broncos, as well as getting into the whole feast that we know as right now on Sunday afternoon. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. And that's exactly what we mean is first listen every day. Get you your Chiefs news right here on Locked On Chiefs. We're also brought to you today by OnlineGambling.com, a place that you can go for all the latest news and tips throughout the playoffs and year-round as well. Just go to OnlineGaming.com slash NFL to get all the competition that you need to win in these playoffs. Win is what uh, the Tennessee Titans were able to do. Uh, despite a really valiant effort, I want to say, from the Chiefs old wide receiver coach, David Culley, and his roster. Um, didn't see a bunch of Chris Conley today. That was unfortunate. I think that might have uh, helped them out a little bit. But uh, sealed the fate. The Chiefs are now number two. They will host a wild card game. Yeah, and you could actually probably take it all back to one play for the Titans. If you look at, uh, you know, Tannehill had a scramble on third down right after the uh, Texans made it a one-score game. Uh, and basically just about got sacked, then ended up getting out of it through for a 36-yard completion. They ended up going down and scoring a touchdown. Completely changed the trajectory of that game. Yeah. It, kudos to them. Like, I I was hopeful. I thought, hey, maybe they could make it competitive. It was quite competitive there down the fourth quarter. I didn't think that Davis Mills had it in him, to tell you the truth, but he made a couple of really nice throws. I think that gives them kind of a fallback position for what the Texans need to do in this draft and what they can look at next season. I don't think they're an AFC competitor overall, but by knocking down, go ahead. I was just going to say, Amendola looked really good. I was impressed by what I saw from him. And to think that the Texans were down 21 to zero at half uh, and they came back and made it a competitive game. I think that shows a lot going forward. I still wonder if David Coley is going to be the coach there in 2022. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree as well. But I think what they showed us in by knocking down the Tennessee Titans, who did not activate Derrick Henry today, um, and you saw down the stretch that even Foreman wasn't able to run. I didn't see the injury to him because I was flipping around some other games as well. Uh, But clearly in the playoff run, they're going to have Henry available. Let's see what kind of shape he gets into. But this team looked definitely fallible, somebody that can be beaten. So the fact that they get a week off, okay, that's one thing. That allows the Henry thing and maybe a couple of injuries to come along. But there's no sense saying that they're a shoe-in to run the table or they're a dominant team at this point. I think maybe not as dramatic. Eh, Maybe it was, actually. The, The Broncos are a better team than these Texans, right? And the Titans just played them as close as the Chiefs did. So I, I find that encouraging today. Yeah, and the Titans are going to be dealing with some corner issues uh, with injuries. With I think Crookshanks went out. Uh, and who's their other corner? Um, uh, Fulton. Christian Fulton got injured as well. Uh, I think he missed time in the second half at the, at the, towards the end of the game. So uh, with the time off, they're going to be able to get healthy and probably be ready to go, you would think, unless there were major injuries. Uh, going into the first playoff game for them. I'm not sold that they're going to be the ones hosting the AFC Championship game. We'll have to wait and see. I am completely with you on that one at this point. It's one thing to say the NFC is like a little bit more stacked. Like there's there's a, 
a record difference there. Okay, whatever, you can say what you want. But this AFC in particular feels wide open. And yes, the Chiefs have not looked great the last couple of weeks. Did they get it done against the Broncos? Yes. And, th- and that is, again, turning it around, getting going in the right direction. But that by no means says that they can't be the one to host the AFC Championship game. And if they do, that will be three in a row. Um, I, I think as we go through the next couple of weeks, it, it's going to come to light. And I, I think the team will start to show you as well just like what that means, especially this year, having to possibly play 21 games. That's incredible. And the the volume of effort over the last three seasons, I think, is going to be something that we're going to start hearing the team talk about. Yeah, and I, you know, you look at what this is going to mean for this Chiefs team. Obviously, they're not going to get the uh, week off that you were hoping that they were going to get, which would help them with some of the injuries that they have going into this week. Uh, we're still waiting to find out who they play, and we will talk about that a little bit more in the second segment uh, because we have at least an idea, a pretty good idea of who they're going to play right now assuming that all hell doesn't break loose at the end of tonight, which is possible. I mean, with the way things have gone, uh, it's certainly possible that the Raiders and the Chargers find a way to tie, but I wouldn't imagine that's going to end up being the case. (laughs) They probably could. They probably need to stock up on some fuel, and if they're going to do it, I would suggest these. Maybe I don't want to send them to them because I don't really need them powering up, but these built Bars are the next best thing that you guys have to have for your New Year's resolutions and where you're going, whether you want to get fitter, whether you just want to have a meal replacement that makes sense to you, whether you're on the run or whatever you happen to be doing this year is about the Built Bar phenomenon. They are really nutritious in terms of 130, 150 calories, low net carbs, uh, net macros. What's the, what's the other? There's all these nets in there. 17 grams of protein will power you through your day and give you the, the nutrition that you need to aid workouts, to get you through a long afternoon at work, whatever it happens to be. They're always changing flavors. They taste like candy bars. There's really no downside here, and I think you guys should check them out. You can do that, and you can get a significant amount off if you go to Built.com and use our code Locked On for 15% off of your purchase over there. That's Built.com. Locked On is the code for 15% off. And if you're saving some money, you might want to put it on the line. And if you do, you probably need the information to make a responsible, like informed decision, right? Our new sponsor that brings us to you today, OnlineGambling.com, is on a mission to be the world's like most empowering gaming and betting website. Give you the edge. Give you the information that you need to get there. OnlineGambling.com is inspired for every gambler around the world to beat the odds, and that's really what it comes down to. OnlineGambling.com, check out the latest NFL playoff news, tips, and what you can do to get an edge. All you got to do is go visit the website, and that will do the trick for you. It's online gambling dot com slash nfl for the latest gambling news and gives you tips throughout the day throughout the playoffs no matter what the matchup is so check them out they are our newest sponsor they might have something to say over there about what's going to happen this week in the wild card now right now as we record this in the afternoon we don't have a hundred percent certainty of the opponent yet 99.9 right yeah it it was it's going to take quite a bit but it should be the pittsburgh steelers And as I said the other night, like I'm ecstatic about that. That's a matchup that I feel plays right into where the Chiefs need to be for their first week matchup. Yeah, no, I think that would be a great game for this Chiefs team. Uh, I think that they could easily kind of do what they did to the Steelers last time they played them. I think that they could get to a a huge lead early and hopefully rest some guys in the second half. Uh, I do like that matchup for Kansas City. Uh, That's the big question, though, is, you know, what happens in this night game, the Chargers versus the Raiders? The only possibility Kansas City has 
of playing somebody other than <clears throat> the Steelers is if the Chargers and the Raiders tie. Yeah. <laughs> they and that's why we just had to record now. So, <laughs> yeah, I have a hard time. And there's a lot of people out there wanting this, and I understand why they're wanting it. And it would be absolutely fascinating just from the perspective of can you really put a full I'm, game? I'm, I'm in- Sorry, what? I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Go ahead. I, I just was going to say, it would be absolutely phenomenal to watch them go through this entire game and tie. Now, however you want to do that, okay, fine. But that's the only way both these teams are making the playoffs. Yeah. it's it, That's unique. Like, Is it out of the realm of possibility? No, but it's like 99.9%. That's why we chose to record now. We wanted to give you the, the options here. Not a whole lot else is going to change here. You know, the Bills are still going to be the three. The Cincinnati Bengals should be the four. It, it's not really up for debate at this point. So we felt good getting into this right now. So in setting that up, like you said, I, I think it's a good matchup. They might have an opportunity to rest some players. Go ahead. I, I just want to say really quick, if for some miracle that they do tie, uh, the Chiefs <laughs> would play the Raiders, I believe. Okay. So that's the only other possible scenario. So the Chiefs are either going to be playing the Steelers, which is what we're betting on at this point, uh, and or it could be the Raiders. But I have a hard time believing that that's going to happen. So uh, we'll see. But, yeah, it would be – I just have to say, it would be absolutely fascinating to see in two NFL programs go out and kneel the entire game. Uh, people are talking <laughs> about that like it's a possibility. I, I think it would be fascinating not. to see how that's going to happen. <laughs> It's not going to happen, but could you imagine the pandemonium it would create if they did do that? Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. It'd be nuts. And what would the announcers talk about the entire game? Yeah, I mean, that would be just uh, escalating levels of flabbergastery. That's that's a word I just made up there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, even, I don't even want to get into that scenario. But he, here's, the, here's the wrinkles, though. It's fun, though. Either way, you get a team that you've beaten. Uh, I think, like you said, you have a chance to get up on the Steelers. I feel like, um, especially since the um, Chiefs pass rush should be very well rested since they didn't show up yesterday, uh, I feel like they should be ready to go. And if they can then get further rest, I think that plays into what sets up for a nice run. The question for me is, and and I'm really interested in your opinion because I know how I feel, playing the Pittsburgh Steelers that they just beat a couple weeks ago, isn't exactly a primetime matchup. I feel like this helps them avoid the Monday night wildcard game. Do you? I would think so. I, I think the NFL would want to put a game that they think is going to be more competitive in that time slots. And I can't imagine that that's going to be competitive. But the other side of that is I think part of the reason that they gave Kansas City a Saturday game is because of Patrick Mahomes. So you know Mahomes by himself will carry – a market. So the question is, 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 do you really want to give that to a Monday night game? I really hope they don't, but yeah. maybe they're, maybe they end up in another Saturday slot. The fascinating That's thing exactly. to me though, sorry, I really quick. The fascinating thing to me though, is if the chargers win, which is what I'm expecting to happen in the game tonight, the chargers then would go and play Buffalo. And I'm not sold that the chargers will lose to Buffalo. So that would set up a situation where you'd have Kansas City playing the Steelers week one and the Chargers, well, they wouldn't play the Chargers at that point because the Chargers would play the number one team, which would be the Titans. So they would get the winner of the, what, Pat, uh, Patriots and Bengals? 
Yeah, and if you follow the chalk, then that sets up for a rematch against the Bengals. <clears throat> Could, yeah. But it doesn't look like they'll play the Chargers regardless. I mean, if the Chargers win, they're going to be the sixth seed. So there's no way Kansas City plays the Chargers. Uh, unless the Titans go down, you know, the following week and they're still right. the lowest seed left. Yep, right. exactly. So and then Kansas City would host for the third straight year the AFC Championship game against the Chargers. So I, I think that's fascinating how that could play out. Uh, it just It's going to be interesting all the way around. Yeah, it should be fun to watch. And folks, we will have another show tomorrow that will will run down what actually has happened. This is what we think is is about to happen here. Uh, but waiting till late, late, late on Sunday night. We know you guys are excited about uh, or, or disappointed about not having the one, so we wanted to get to that. And there's an upside to it: is that you get to stay competitive, you get to stay in a groove, and I kind of like that as well. There's another upside that you can have, and it's called Get Upside. It's an app you can get in any store that you like, whether Apple or Google or whatever you want to do. And when you sign up, you get the benefits with our code TOUCHDOWN. You get 25 cents back on every gallon of gas that you track that you purchase after that. That's a huge savings, especially if you have a big tank like me. I'm like over 30 gallons of fill up. That adds up pretty quick. Right now, when you do sign up, you get an additional 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. That goes a long way. You're talking about, for me, getting $12 back. It makes a lot of difference. It goes into your account, and then you pay yourself back out, whether you want a bank account or PayPal or um, Amazon card or whatever you want. It makes it really easy. All you have to do is get that free app. It's called Get Upside. In any of your stores, use the code TOUCHDOWN for us, and you'll get that 50 cents back on your first gallon or first tank for every gallon that you purchase. That is a deal that you don't want to miss. That code, again, is TOUCHDOWN for Get Upside. Now, going forward... From those scenarios, we take a step back. We don't have any further information about Daryl Williams at this point. You think that they should be able to activate Clyde Edwards-Alaire um, with the showing that we talked about yesterday from Jarek McKinnon. That's that's three reliable backs, really interesting backs in terms of the way they mesh together, even if Daryl is unable to play in this first wildcard game. Yeah, I'm just curious how they're going to make the roster situation work out. Uh, and I'm not trying to get uh, ticky-tacky here, but that's really going to be a key because you look at guys that they have coming back. Kando could come back from IR. Saunders can come back from IR. Chris Lammons can come back from IR. And now, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire wasn't ever on IR. So the question is, is, is he going to be available for the game? You would assume he's going to be considering uh, they thought it was going to be a short-term injury. If he's not able to go and Daryl's not able to go, then you're down to two running backs. You got to bring somebody up for activate from the practice squad, but you still have other roster moves that we kind of hinted at yesterday that are probably going to be coming. And I'm really curious as to how they're going to make that work. Yeah. Well, right now I believe they're carrying 51. So there's a little bit of room there. You have the back and forth, right? And so, like you said, with Clyde not having to come back from IR, that helps. I think at the end of the day, the Lamons is probably the biggest impact. And if that means that Zane Anderson goes back down, that's certainly acceptable to everyone right now, including the team. And like I said yesterday, I like Zane Anderson. I think he has I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of fans that would be appreciative of that. Right. <laughs> like I said, I think he has upside. I think he'll be okay in the long run. Certainly not playing within his capability right now, making some mental mistakes. And that's the big thing. It's mental mistakes that are the problem. So um, that swap out is a, is a big plus getting Lamons back. So huge. And people don't realize how much of an impact he can have on the game just from his special teams play. He is a fantastic special teams player. It's the whole reason they kept him on the roster. 
And it, it made a ton of sense at the time. So I'm glad yeah. that they did. Um, the other thing that I did want to point out is uh, got a lot of questions about Chris Jones. Chris Jones obviously played last night. He did get a pressure. Um, but at the end of the day, it wasn't it wasn't a ton of volume. I want to double check and make sure I have this right. I believe it was 37 snaps. And it was a total of 54 for the game. So 37, you know, roughly not even two-thirds-ish, right? So, again, allowing him to rest a little bit. Melvin played 39. I thought that was good. Same as Frank Clark. Um, Melvin obviously made some nice plays. And I thought had a solid game all the way around. Tackling is still an issue for this whole defense. At this point, I think we have to cross our fingers that this was a down-the-stretch kind of let-up scenario, and that it isn't something that we're going to have to deal with in the playoffs. Hopefully, they continue to rise and kind of spark it all up like we've seen them do the last two postseasons. But how nervous are you right now? I think you have to be a little nervous about all of it. It's just one of those things. It's just... Going into a playoff game, I know we've already talked about the Steelers a little bit, but it's still a team that you that you got a lot of film on. You got they got film on you. They know what you're going to be going into in this game, uh, and Big Ben has nothing to lose. Now, the key here to me though is Pittsburgh's limping in. Mm-hmm. I, I think Kansas City, you know, they probably deserve to be the number two seed based on the way they played in, in several of these games towards the end of the season. But they're a much better team than the Steelers are. And if you look at the stats, I'm sorry, uh, you're not going to win a football game against Kansas City if you are what it been have 140 yards passing today. Um, yeah, that's just not going to win a game against this Chiefs team. Right. And I'm trying to look. Uh, yeah, Ben had. Oh, he ended up throwing for 244. He was at a he was at 140 right before the game ended. So. Uh, it may be a little before the game ended, but he got a lot of passing yards in the last in overtime. So that's not going to beat Kansas City. Uh, yeah. I do think that you have to feel good about that matchup. Um, and, and then the question is: Is can you get your team hot? Uh, you know, the other question, and, and I don't—I never saw anything about this, so you would think he's okay. Is Byron Pringle going to have any injury issues? He went out of the game, was hurt. He came back in and played. But that could be adrenaline. So is there going to be any lingering effects of that? And to me, that does affect this team because he has stepped up and been somebody that they could rely on as a third wide receiver. Yeah, I doubt that there's any lingering anything from that. I think we would have heard from Andy post game. And folks, we recorded immediately after game before the pressers. I think the guy that that is ready to step into that is McCole Hardman because I went back and looked at the last Pittsburgh game. He was only targeted five times for three catches for like 30 yards, I think it was. But he did score. He he kind of got started there. And obviously, this game without Tyreek in it, he was able to step up. And so now you get the one-two punch. Whereas Deontay Johnson is, is certainly a scare on the Pittsburgh side. Uh, and I like Chase Claypool, but he wasn't very effective against the Chiefs last time. So I feel like it gives them another weapon. I think Byron will be fine. But if you have Travis out there, and all intents and purposes, we understand that he should be okay right now. And then you get Hardman that's coming off of a roll and you get Tyreek back. I, I just feel like this offense is way too much for the Steelers to handle. I would agree with that. The one th- caveat that I will throw out there that I think is going to play into this game more than it did the last time is TJ Watts going to be healthier than he was the last time. He was dealing with cracked ribs. Uh, I'm sure it's probably not fully healed, but mm-hmm. you know he's feeling a lot better than he was the last time he played the Chiefs. Uh, that is going to be a matchup to watch when you're talking about Andrew Wiley going against TJ Watt, and that's going to be 
uh, where he's probably going to play the entire game. I would imagine that they're going to have him go up against uh, Andrew Wiley and not, you know, have him flip back and forth. I don't see a reason why they'd want him to go against Brown. I don't think that that's really a matchup that is going to benefit him. He's a fantastic pass rusher. Can he beat Brown? Yes, he can. But it's so much more of a better matchup for him against Wiley, in my opinion, than it really is against Brown. So I think that they take advantage of that. And that's the one caveat I will say. I do think the Chiefs offense is going to be too much for the Steelers. But you have to watch out for T.J. Watt. Yeah, you, you definitely do. And I think his speed is is a threat on either side, but mm-hmm. the matchup is better against uh, or more concerning against Wiley. And, yeah. uh, and he should be feeling pretty good, actually, because he just tied the record for a season sack total with Stranahan at 22.5, surpassing Justin Houston's output for us a couple years ago at 22 even. And that so, was a legit sack at, to get to 22 and a half. <laughs> just, just want to point good, that out. Good, good point. This isn't Good Morning America or whatever. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Uh, just wanted to point that out. So he's coming off of an accomplishment that I think could fuel him a little bit. So if he is uh, noticeably healthier and coming off of that, it, it is going to be something we're going to have to take a look at later in the week. You'd yeah, like to yeah. know how you guys feel about this, though. I was just going to say, the thing that is also going to play into this for me that I think is more important that we kind of talked about yesterday, but we didn't really get into very deeply. I think one of the keys to this matchup is going to be, I expect Arrowhead's going to be in much better shape than the field was in Denver. And I think that's going to help the pass rush. I think that's going to help the offensive line. Uh, And I do think it's going to help a better team end up winning the game. That field was just absolute crap. And whoever is in charge of that field deserves to probably not be there anymore because there's no reason that you know going into that game that field should be in that kind of condition i understand the cold i understand everything you deal with in denver i get it but that was unacceptable and you're lucky that there weren't bigger injuries another thing we didn't mention that did happen vic fangio is now no longer the uh, head coach of the denver broncos And that opens a can of worms. We'll we'll talk about that tomorrow, you guys. Don't worry about that. One last thing is that that last time that Daryl had to play, and it was bad weather at Arrowhead in the playoffs, it was against the Indianapolis Colts. So, like, we know that they know how to manage that field. And the Colts, unfortunately, did not bring their A game today. They did not make it into the playoffs. Yeah, and I will say this, though. It kind of – the Colts losing to Jacksonville really was perfect because it was for this scenario where – who knows what's going to happen tonight? Pandemonium, pandemonium could ensue. So we'll see how that ends up playing out. The one thing, you know, you look at the QB situation in, in Denver, and I thought it was very telling last night. Vic Fangio came out and said that the other three teams in the AFC West have a great QB, and Denver doesn't. Um, I will give you that for the Chargers. I'll give you that for the Chiefs. I'm not sold on the Raiders. <laughs> <clears throat> there's another topic that just we want to throw that out tomorrow. there. <laughs> oh, there's plenty. I just, that was fascinating to me and I understand why he said it. Uh, I think he has a great point, but yeah, calling Derek Carr on the same level as Mahomes and Herbert, I think is misguided at, at best. Yeah, I, I can understand that. And there's a lot of ramifications there. I think that's what we'll start the show tomorrow, you guys, and, and see what that means, see if we get any news about it. Thanks for joining us today. Hope you enjoyed that win, and you're getting ready for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Make sure you like, sub, and hit the bell over on YouTube. Make sure you leave us your comments. What do you think of this matchup? How pumped are you? Either in the YouTube comments or over in the iTunes reviews. We appreciate you very much. Welcome to a brand new week. It's Wild Card Week. Thanks for listening today. We'll talk to you tomorrow.